Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of our podcast, Is Breakfast Included? How you guys doing? Good? Great. Today on the show is bass player extraordinaire Fatima Thomas. Fatima is the bass player in the band Hess, along with my good buddy Casey Hess. And she's recently joined the third version of Flickerstick, known as Flickerstick version 3. She was kind enough to meet up with me at Dallas, Texas' own three links. You'll hear some vibey noise in the background. Don't let that bother you. We had a great conversation. She told me how she started playing bass, the different bands, what led her to Dallas, Texas, should I say Bedford, Texas, uh, all the way to what she's doing now. She's gone through some heartache, some pain, but she's come out shining like a star. I found out a lot about Fatima in this. Let's check it out. Anyway, uh, just introduce yourself. Okay. Uh, my name is Fatima Thomas. I uh, am originally from Sweden, and um, I've been in Texas now since uh, 2000. I moved here from Missouri. And um, yeah, I've been uh, playing bass since I was 17, and I'm, you know, I'm not uh, exactly a spring chicken. So I've been <laughs> I've been doing music for for you know about three decades, and um, you know just a lot of uh, really cool things going on right now. Mm. Uh, when did you move here from Sweden? Um, when I was 10, so that would have been 1984. Mm. What was that like? Uh, culture shock. Uh, <laughs> super super exciting. Um, Actually, I do remember uh, coming over on the airplane, and uh, it was uh, Virgin Airlines, and they were kind of like the hip airline to fly on at the time. Yeah. And uh, so they were actually showing music videos uh, inside the airplane, and I mean, I'd never even heard of such a thing, let alone seen one, and I remember seeing a Duran Duran video. Ah, we're going to go there already. <laughs> I, yeah, no, seriously. Um, it was, um, please, please tell me now, I don't know if that's the name of the song, but it, yeah. was, it was a video yeah. for that, and you know, I mean, here I am, 10 years old, you know, just what I mean, it was just a very like startling experience coming here. From Sweden. Is that when you was, began your music quest or? No, I wouldn't say that, but um, I mean, you know, certainly coming here and, you know, being exposed to MTV and stuff like that, I mean, it was definitely, you know, an eye opener. And then by the time I was, um, you know, 13, 14 is when I really kind of started getting into, um, you know, listening to music. Mm -hmm. and, uh, getting into like a little bit of heavier stuff, which is kind of more my background, really. Um, yeah. Is you know kind of old school metal and stuff like that. Right on. Um, uh, we were talking earlier before all this started, and you were telling me like you were making notes, trying to remember like all your influences. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you name them all. Yeah. But who's the uh, who's the the cat that made you want to play bass? And when did you start playing bass? Seventeen, you said. Yeah, and so it's the way. I started playing bass really was almost kind of accidental so I had a boyfriend at the time um, who was a guitar player and he was he was quite talented actually and um, him and his brother both played and they wanted to start a band and um, he just happened to have a bass laying around and he was like hey why don't you why don't you play this and so um, you know he handed it to me it was a four string west tone piece of crap bass yeah. and um, you know I didn't know anything about bass guitar or bass lines or anything like that um, and he showed me like three songs on that first day and you know I just kind of was hooked from there yeah um, and I, actually I think one of the first songs that I learned on that very first day was living after midnight by Judas Priest uh. <laughs> so you know that was that was kind of some of my original influences was some of that old-school kind that of metal new wave of British heavy metal type yeah stuff. yeah how totally. soon did you guys break up when you joined the band <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good 
<laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. <laughs> Love it. Um, so you're more heavy. heavy. Yeah, yeah. My background is definitely more heavy. Um, you know, I've, I've done just. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like, so the shirt that I'm wearing right now is is the cra- a the crash that took me T-shirt uh-huh. um, because I kind of felt like that was a little bit appropriate because you know really my background is um, more with metal heavier type music and then the crash that took me is kind of where that kind of changed for me and it kind of bridged the gap into you know where I am today yeah. I guess um, in more ways than one not just from the musical perspective but also from the perspective of. You know, the, the people that I met doing that um, and the people that were in that band, um, we, we can go into a little bit more of that a little bit later. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so my, my original influences would be, you know, stuff like, like Judas Priest, also like Queensryche, um, Black Sabbath, definitely, uh, Aussie, yeah. um, that type of stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the school I come from, man. Like, yeah, yeah, that's... that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's, I came from... You know, growing up, I grew up uh, about an hour south of here, Corsicana, and you were either a Zeppelin kid or Kiss kid. And then there were two weirdos that listened to Rush. <laughs> I love it, yeah. You know, they, they were in a band together. No yeah, one yeah. ever joined their band. Uh, but I was drawn to the heavy stuff. Like, mm-hmm. my older brother played Paranoid for me on oh, and yeah. that just scared the shit out of me, but I loved it. Yeah, and to this right? day, like, that's my favorite band but you know i i love all that really cool doom stuff absolutely with well black sabbath and maiden are right there with them you know yeah and black sabbath by black sabbath like that song uh i mean yeah yeah super big influence on me but i would also say that uh, i was also at that time when i especially when i was first learning uh, i was delving into other type of stuff too like yeah. um uh, you know, like stuff like Boston, um, Steely Dan, um, and I would, you know, I would sit down just with a cassette player because that's how you did it back then, and just you know, sit there and just try to figure songs out you yeah. know, for, for hours at a time. Um, so, kind of had um, the, the, the heavier metal stuff, but then also some other stuff mixed in there, and so all of that kind of influenced how I my style developed over time. So most of your early career happened in Missouri. Yeah. When did you move to Texas? So I moved to Texas in 2000. And uh, so the, the bands that I was in uh, back in Missouri, you know, I was uh, actually I was in a cover band uh, for a couple years, which actually was a really good experience. And we had a pretty wide ranging library of songs that yeah. we did. And uh, actually, I, I sang lead vocals on a handful of songs as well. Uh, and see, after that, I was in. She's referring back to her notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, when I was in that cover band, though, uh, this is kind of like what bridges the gap between Missouri and Texas for me. Um, so, I met a guy named Scott Brooks uh, because my band at that time was doing a Battle of the Bands. And I want to say it was a France, Missouri. And uh-huh. He was in a band. Uh, at the time called Cool Monkey and so we were both in the Battle of the Bands and that's where we met each other um, and you know kind of st- struck up a little bit of a friendship but you know not not much and then shortly after that um, he ended up moving back here to Texas with his wife and, and kids and um, but he knew about me and so 
very shortly after that, I ended up moving to Texas because of my job. And so he knew that I was coming down and he was starting a new band. And so somehow he, he was able to you know, get a hold of me. I got together with him and a couple other guys that he was um, talking to about forming a band. And, and we started um, kind of, I guess you would say it was a progressive, progressive metal uh, band. Um, but not not super super technical. Yeah. Um, so that band was called Waja Fu Man at the time, and actually that band is still around now. They're just called Waja. Uh, they're yeah. still around and they're really really good. Um, and Waja's been around for a while, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. A long so time. you were in the first. I was in the first incarnation. Yeah. <laughs> I used to book bands at a place called Indigo here. Okay. Club Indigo, and they played there a lot. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was that was after me. But Arlington, but, is that where you said Arlington? Mm -hmm. Like that was a whole different scene from Dallas. Oh yeah, well and actually at that time I wasn't living in Arlington yet. I was living in Bedford. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. H-E-B. Yeah. yeah. H-E-B and then like, you know, I lived in a couple different places yeah. in, in the mid-cities before ending up in Arlington. Okay. But, and so another, I guess, interesting or really important aspect of, of that was that he was the one, Scott was the one that introduced me to Eddie, who would later become my husband. Okay. Um, yeah, so Eddie uh, Thomas, a uh, very uh, accomplished drummer, um, you know, we, we met and we hit it off right away and he, um, he was in a band at the time called Moxie. Mm -hmm. um, later changed her name to Black Tie Dynasty. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, while he, when he was in Black Tie Dynasty, uh, he, Black Tie and Daryl did some touring together. And so him and Dylan became, you know, really good friends from that. And at some point uh, in 2005, they decided to start another band. Um, and that's how I started playing with both of them. And um, let's see, we, played our first show as a three-piece, and we really had only rehearsed for like four weeks. Uh, we played our first show as a three-piece at CMJ Music Festival in New York City, which yeah. was really, really cool. Uh, and then after that, you know, we, we just uh, added more members to the band, and, and that band went for like five years. We recorded a couple albums, and that was, you know, like I said, that was kind of like the kind of the bridge from, you know, metal into, you know, doing something oh, yeah, completely called... different. The crash that took me. Okay, yeah. so we're coming back to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You know, I never met Eddie. I knew who he was. Mm -hmm. um, but you were talking about being in Waja. At that time, what did you think? Because the scene was thriving at that time here. Yeah. Right around that time, there was so many bands from Fort Worth, Arlington, Dallas, you mm -hmm. know. What did you think of that coming from Missouri? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Again, another culture shock, right? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. And Black Tie themselves were huge. They, yeah, here. and it, it was funny. I mean, because yeah. for me, like, I got to see them go from, you know, really like nothing. I mean, they really didn't have any kind of fan yeah. base whatsoever when, when they were first. Start. I mean, they'd been together for a little while, but not really that long. Yeah. When, when Eddie and I got together, and um, yeah, so it was really cool to like watch them like evolve into this like thing. And it's like once. Once it caught on, I mean, they really, they, they were just kind of on fire. It was, right it was, on, right it was on. really cool. Yeah. So you guys, the crash that took me, mm -hmm. you guys went for about five years? Yeah, we went from about uh, 2005 to 2010. And um, yeah, like I said, we recorded uh, two albums. And uh, that was, I mean, that's, I would say up until now, that's been really like the highlight of, of my 
music career was yeah. that experience with the crash. Um, you know, I'm really proud of the albums that we recorded. Um, yeah, so we recorded two albums. Really, really proud of, of, of both of them. Um, I just think they're they're fantastic. I mean, Dylan. I mean, obviously we wrote everything together, but I mean, Dylan Silvers. You yeah. know, he's. Do you know him? I don't know him personally, but, but, but you yeah, know yeah, him. Yeah, know like who. he, he's just to me, he's just like a kind of a mad musical cool. scientist genius. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he's just his ideas are just like never ending. Yeah. So being in a band with him and creating music. Yeah. With him and obviously with everybody else that was in that project was just, oh. why just that, a great Why did that time. band end? Um, I don't. You know what? It's been so many years ago now. I don't. I don't know that there was like a super specific reason. Just maybe, you know, sometimes uh, you know energy just kind of burns out yeah. after a while. You know. Um, so yeah, I can't really. Yeah. Did you do anything right after that? I didn't actually. So really, after the crash, um, you know, I really took a, a pretty long break from music. Uh, long, I mean, way longer than I should have. And um, a few years ago, I uh, was like, you know, this is I, I need to start doing music again. I mean, it's just been way too long. Like at, at one point, I was I was um, doing some. Uh, a little bit of dabbling with Ryan Fitzgerald um, yeah. from from the Spree, like with um, him and uh, the drummer uh, Jay. His last name, but anyway, also drummer. Um, so the three of us would get together. Ryan was working at the School Rock at the time, so we would go there um, and, and practice and work on stuff. But it never actually materialized into anything where we yeah. played anything live. So, um, so that was really the only thing that I kind of did in that several year hiatus. And then a few years ago, I. Like I said, I decided okay, it's time to get back into music in some way. Um, and I really, at that time, I really didn't have a lot of, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of like self confidence because it had been a while since I'd really done anything, and yeah. so I wasn't really sure like how to approach it, how to find people to play with. So I just started looking at music ads, bands looking for a bass player, and I found a um, like a, a punk aggressive. Metal, I don't know what you would call them, but they're called Bobby Guy a local band. Um, really awesome, and they were looking for a bass player. And uh, started talking to them and you know, learned a few of their songs and went out to practice with them and like totally hit it off with those guys. And um, you know, we had that project going for probably about a year, and then um, it just it fell apart. Yeah. As they do, as they do, I know, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, it was it, because we. You know, we played a few live shows, and every time we play, it was just, it was, yeah. it was a blast. What's your day so. gig? Oh. <laughs> My day gig, I am a licensed customs broker. Okay. And I have been since 2005, which uh, just means that I'm licensed to do business with U.S. Customs. Oh, okay. For people that are importing goods from overseas, I can, uh, you can get somebody like me give me your uh, power of attorney and i can take you really that's <laughs> yeah. pretty interesting <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely job security i'll put it that way yeah like i told you before you know before we started i i started seeing you come across my feed on facebook mm -hmm. and and I, I i you would be with your base and i thought 
that that you know like people just show up mm -hmm. and then around that time I met Casey Hess yeah and then the next thing you know you were in Hess I know he had booked, you know he had booked the show and he was looking for a bass player and I actually called him and I said the next time you need a bass player don't I said I'll come in and learn the gig and he did it with someone else and the next thing you know mm -hmm. you were in the band yeah and then I sent you a friend request what do you think that was a I I when I met Casey I'd known mm -hmm. of him since the 90s yeah and to me he was this like wonderkin yes know? yes <laughs> and so when I reached out to him he put out um, his album during the pandemic and I said hey you and he immediately responded but I feel like meeting Casey I'd met a long lost friend. Yeah. It's almost like I already knew him. Did, yeah. did you know him before you joined the band? I did not. Um, and actually, the way all that happened was was really cool. Uh, me and a friend of mine were going to Three Links. Uh -huh. And we weren't even going to, we were coming here, right? Three yeah. Links. <laughs> we weren't going to see him play, we were going to see uh, Secrecies play. Yeah. Um, because I'd seen uh, Irv with Idol Records post about them and you know I'd heard good things about them and so I was like, yeah, let's go check them out and when we walked in, Casey, they had just started their set and like I was like completely blown away, yeah. right? And so after, you know, after I got home that night or the next day, you know, I, I looked him up and started reading and, and it sounded like maybe he needed a bass player. Like it didn't say that explicitly, but it kind of sounded like maybe he did. And so I was like, okay, and I didn't do anything, you know, at that time. And then a couple days later, I was talking to my friend Dylan uh, from, from the crash that took me. Uh, we were talking about something, I think we were actually talking about the memorial show that we had this February for Eddie. Uh -huh. So I was on the phone with him talking about that, and then I was like, hey, um, you know, do you know Casey, blah, 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 and uh, you know, told him that I thought maybe he was looking for a bass player, and so Dylan was like, oh yeah, I know Casey now, I'll call him for you, and so like he got us, you guys up. yeah, yeah, he hooked us up, and then um, started, you know, texting with Casey, and started working on the songs, and then like a week or two later, we got together in the rehearsal space, and it was... Casey and then Jeff Gruber was kind of just sitting in on the drums that night and uh, man we just like we just like clicked I mean it was just like amazing totally amazing and so he calls yeah. you his bass Valkyrie yeah <laughs> so you had an instant musical connection oh absolutely yeah, yeah it was like it was it was it was it was incredible I'll just put it that way like and that, that to me was kind of like part of my my journey of healing through music. Right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, you posted something recently a few weeks ago, and you said that when 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 your husband passed away, mm -hmm. one of the last things he said to you is, "You big things are gonna happen. Good things are gonna happen." Yeah. Do you think that this is it? Do you think I just do, yeah. Like all these things that are happening now and like with the, the flicker stick stuff, I mean, yeah. it's just like, it's just, pretty mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. So how did, I kind of know how the flicker stick happened because mm -hmm. I'm very good friends with Bo. Yeah. Uh, but what was that like, you know? they. Everyone around here knows Flicker Stick from the band yeah. on the run, right. and, and really kind of one of the first bands from this area that mm -hmm. had success. Yeah. What was it when they approached you? Were they kind of like, ah, it's a chick? 
And that, that, you know, like, it's a mentality. Yeah, it, it, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, okay, so, you know, of course, Bo was in the crash that took me, yeah. so that's that's how I knew Bo, and, um, you know, Bo has just been a really good friend for a long time. In fact, he, you know, he was there through the whole time that Eddie was sick, and he, like, he, he was, one, I would say, like, he was probably there for me more than... Oh, more than a lot of other people. Not that, not that I didn't have a lot of support and a lot of people there for me, but like he was just like he was a standout, yeah. right? And that's just the kind of person that he is. Like he is. Anyway. He's. he's yeah. that, he's a beautiful guy, man. He is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so uh, he had called me up uh, not that long after I joined Hess, and you know had just kind of mentioned that maybe they might need like somebody for you know backing vocals um, and uh, you know he, I guess he, he started talking to these guys and then um, yeah you know uh, early this year rolled around and we started practicing and you know like Fletcher wasn't coming to every practice and yeah. neither was Corey you know so Bo and I were kind of sitting in and, and doing some things and um, you know things just started things just kind of started clicking yeah. I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, uh, do you see yourself? Are you a full member now? Like, are you yeah. a member of Flickerstick? Yes. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Flickerstick 3.0. I mean, it's yeah. that's a. Uh, and you're still playing solid. with Hess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm trying to do is try to get some Hess Flickerstick <laughs> shows. Uh, shows together. You know, that way I can get paid twice. Hey. You gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, but no, no, it's yeah. The, the flicker stick um, deal is is definitely you know we're you know, we kind of refer to ourselves as V3 version you know, version yeah. three of the band, and we um, actually just went into the studio. Yeah, uh, I saw some of the pictures and yeah, Bo posted about it. And yeah. What do you see the Dallas music scene right now? Gosh. Uh, it's going yeah, through are, a dip. I've, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been in this scene for a long time, and I, I saw when it was thriving, mm -hmm. and then it went through a dip, then it came back, and then it just kind of, you know. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like right now, like there, there's so many great things going on. Like there's an opportunity to, to really have it explode into something, you know. Yeah. I mean, to me, I look at Handsome Flickerstick, which I just happen to be in those band, and it has nothing to do with me, but like. You got that. You got Black Tie Dynasty that just—I mean, they—they're reunited now yeah. as, a, as an official band. Um, and then you I'm have all to... these newer bands like like Secrecies and Rose Garden yes. Funeral Party. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, Casey amazing. and I talked about them. Yeah. Like, it's this almost like this community mm -hmm. of bands that are like we're going to help each other. Yes, exactly. And that's the key right there. Is you know, it's not about competition. Like we mm. can all like. We can all make this music scene thrive together. Yeah. When you when you when you kind of look at what's going on with your life and the bands and and this almost like uh, reemergence of you. Yeah. You know, like I know you wrote that, but do you often ref reflect on that? Like this is what he meant. Like. Yeah, and it's it's strange to me just how fast everything has happened yeah. uh, for me because I mean. He's only been gone now for a year and a half, yeah. and um, you know I think, I, but I think because of all the things that he said to me up until the time that he you know, passed, it really, 
I mean, at first, obviously, it took me a minute to yeah. to pull myself up, but you know, that gave me. He was just such a strong, positive person, and I, you know, I feel like I was able to draw on on, on that strength yeah. you know, to be able to carry on, and because I know that that's what he wanted me to do, and so I just kind of, it's like I kind of forced myself to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. But like the way that all the music stuff has happened so fast. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Yeah. It's, it's... But when something tragic like that happens, there's two roads you can take. You can dwell on it and use it as that crutch, or you can mourn and and celebrate that, hey, you got that time, yeah. and move on and do the great things that they knew you could do. I mean, I know yeah. if, if the shoe was on the other foot, you would have told him the same thing. Like, yeah, you know? absolutely. But a lot of good things are happening for you right now, you know? and. And I've wanted to talk to you for a while. I'm glad we can make it happen. Me too. Me too. Um, it's great. Uh, let's talk about your gear a little bit. Okay. Because All we right. do have some gearheads that listen. What's <laughs> okay. your base of choice? Okay. Well, so for okay, I have three. I have three bases, and they're all five strings. Um, uh -huh. I I switched to a five string many years ago because I wanted I wanted that low B string, uh, right? Especially for for the heavier music. And um, so the the three the three bases that I have, I've got a, a Kinsmith, which that's one I've had probably 13, 14 years. Uh -huh. And uh, Kinsmith bases are all hand built in Pennsylvania, uh, and so they're they're very very nice instruments. Um, I would say like you know a lot of funk players, um, jazz players, yeah. uh, that type of genre of music play those, play that brand, um, and uh, so the, the, the style of Kinsmith that I have is a bolt-on neck model, Yeah. which uh, those are still pretty pricey, but apparently now they, they only make the neck through body, so they're, another Kinsmith is, yeah, that's kind of out of my price range now <laughs> to get another one, but uh, so love that instrument, but I've kind of put that one on the back burner uh, in the last few months. I, I wanted to get something new for Hess, so I got a honey uh, ball stingray, a yeah. string. Just a sweet instrument. And then uh, for flicker stick, I just got myself a Fender Jazz bass. Oh, right on. Yeah. Do you do that, like, this is what, this calls for a jazz bass, this calls for a... Well, not necessarily, but I just, I wanted to have, like, an instrument, like, Specifically for each band, you okay. know, and then I use the I use the others as backups. Yeah, right? yeah, I always yeah. have at least two bases yeah. at any gig that I play. What about but, your amps? Uh, my amps, so I have, um, and those these are new as well because for the longest time I played with a, um, a Mesa, awesome but super super heavy. So it was a, a had a 15 and four tens in it mm -hmm. and weighed a ton, <laughs> uh, and so I decided I wanted to get. Not downsize on the sound, but just downsize as far as like being able to carry my gear around yeah, myself, yeah, yeah. right? And um, you know, it's been such a long time since I had gotten anything new that I wasn't really familiar with all this this new technology they have where they make these cabinets that weigh basically nothing. <laughs> so, so, so I've got two different setups right now. I've got um, I've got a horn setup, which is two one by twelve cabinets yeah. with a a uh, amp called the little little bass thing. Yeah. Orange little bass thing. 
Um, and that thing, it's small. Oh, yeah. They're, and it they're... weighs nothing, but it, I mean, it sounds great yeah. and it's loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I also have, this was something that I got uh, for Flicker Stick, but I'm, I'm going to use it for Hess gigs as well. Um, especially when we you know, play in bigger venues. But um, this one is really great. So it's a Galleon Kruger. I've got a, a, a 1x15 cabinet and a 2x10 cabinet with the Fusion 800S. So I love that amp. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wow. But I mean, it's amazing because these cabinets are so light. I mean, yeah. What is it that that technology they use? The Neo. Um, Neo technology. Neo something. Yeah. yeah. Have you uh, have you ever considered calling your ex boyfriend and thanking him for making you play that West tone? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does deserve thanks, right? I mean. Because, yeah, I mean, it really was almost like an accidental thing. But, yeah. you know, after that first day that I picked it up, I never stopped. Mm. Um, but it, it really took me, it really took me several years to actually feel like a baseball player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I was thinking about this because I feel like uh, bass is, like, you can't be timid to play bass. And, and I was, and it, you know, it took me, it took me years to like feel like, okay. I, was it like imposter syndrome, like? Well, it just, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like I, I, I didn't know how to attack it. You know, oh, okay. it's like I could learn the songs, but I Have didn't. Have you always know played how to, with your fingers? No, actually, I started out with a pick. Started out with a pick, and you know, also did you know some slap and stuff like that in the beginning. Um, and then you know, eventually, I moved the fingers, and that's kind of just where I've stayed. But I want to kind of expand my sound a little bit now, and and go back to using the pick on some stuff. Yeah. And so right now, I'm looking at getting a four-string bass. Um, and that, yeah, because you really have, can't do a, a pick with a five-string. I mean, you can, but like not really. I don't really. It think sounds kind of wonky. Yeah, and I don't think a pick would really. <laughs> I don't know if that's go a over word. very well on a B-string. Yeah. On a low no. So yeah, so that's why I want to get a four-string, get a pick, and just you know. Yeah. Do some of that. Right on, for, man. For, for a different sound, you know. Right on. <laughs> uh, you got Hess. You got Flicker Stick. You have the. The secret plan to make them gig together for the double page act. <laughs> yes. What are, what are your what are your plans for you? Okay, so what I'm really tr trying to focus on right now is my social media. Um, I want to. I really want to try to get my name out there, just from a perspective of being able to have as many possible opportunities as I can get. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to go in and do studio work here and there like even for like metal bands and stuff like that um i've got a, a, a good girlfriend of mine that lives up in uh, st louis she's a guitar player you know like we've talked about putting together like a like an all-girl project uh -huh. um you know just just stuff like that i just want to like really i just want to go for it and just do if the as right much opportunity as came along would you yeah. pick up and leave I wouldn't leave, but but I would. I mean, I would certainly travel. Yeah. You know, and if there was. You would entertain it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right on, man. Well, uh, what's what's you? Where can they find you on social media? So my uh, my Instagram is uh, Fatima plays bass, which I should probably spell that Fatima. <laughs> Uh, F-A-T-I-M-A plays bass. So that's my Instagram. Um, I would say just go to my Instagram. I'm really like, I try to steer my Facebook friends over to Instagram. And um, yeah, the, you know, the next thing on the agenda will be to do a TikTok. 
But there, there is another little uh, story that I'd like to tell. Yeah, tell me. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so th this, this just has to do with uh, somebody that I just met. <laughs> and um, so it happened the second night, the second Flicker Stick show at the House of Blues. Uh, we were done playing, and uh, like the smoke had cleared, almost everybody was, was had already left. And I went out there to see my mom and brother, Alan to the floor. And um, I was approached by Kyle Jenner, and he just wanted to have his picture taken with me. And so I did, you know, and kind of made me feel cool because my mom and brother were standing there, and they're like, oh, look at, you know. Look You're the rock star. Look at the rock star. <laughs> yeah, and so, so that was it. And, you know, I didn't really think anything about him at the time because my head was just absolutely in the clouds yeah. from that show. Uh, Anyway, so I didn't really think anything about it, and then um, a few days later, I posted on Instagram and Facebook, and I said, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm taking song requests right now. And I'm going to make some some videos, uh, post here on social media. If you have like a song request, please send it to me." And so he was one of the people that requested like requested a song, and um, and I posted a song for him as a. Actually, a really awesome band called Dredge. Are you I was familiar with say, them? Tell me he requested the Dredge song. He did. He requested the Dredge song, and I wasn't even familiar with that band. And I listened to the song. He was, yeah, I listened to that song, and I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do this one, right? <laughs> so I did that, and um, you know, we just we just kept talking from there, and um, you know, like one thing led to another, and I went down to Atlanta this last weekend. To hang out with him, and um, I just, uh, you know, we we are <laughs> like a thing now. So I don't know, and I like that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Flicker Stick. So yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of cool to like see how like all these things kind of feel? well, it feels amazing. Yeah, you've been through a lot. So you deserve it. Yeah, it's. I was gonna bring it up, and I thought, do I bring this up? I, you know, I was gonna bring up Kyle, but dude, like I said, when I I I wanted to add you on Friends, and then I thought I'm not gonna be that weird dude. But when you joined Casey's band, I knew you were good people. You got the rock star name. You have the rock star look. Like. I think it's your time, dude. Thank you, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm just going for it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you, buddy. My, my this podcast right. so awesome. is called. Oh, thank you. It's called <laughs> Is Breakfast Included. I know that. <laughs> if it was, what would you have? Oh, what would, oh, definitely eggs and bacon. Uh, oh yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Fatima, I wish you nothing but luck with Hess, the Flicker Stick, with Kyle with everything. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to meet this total stranger and, <laughs> and, and, and talking about yourself, but uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Murray. This and, has uh, been so We'll awesome. keep in touch. Absolutely. <laughs> right on, Fatima Thomas. You can find out more about her at Fatima Plays Bass on Instagram. Check out what she's doing. Take a listen into Hess, Flicker Stick. Keep an eye out and go check her out, man. All right, guys, I'm done. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>